Hello, and welcome to CarterCast, a Marvel's Agent Carter podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Nari, and today we're discussing episode 8 of Agent Carter entitled Valedictor- Valediction. <laughs> Valediction. Okay, we're discussing episode 8 of Agent Carter entitled Valediction. <laughs> like... Yes, Valediction, in case you didn't hear that. Um... Sorry, I, uh... yeah. Anyway. Valedictorian. That was embarrassing. <laughs> Alright, so this is our final episode of season 1, potentially the series, we don't really know yet. Before we really get into it, I just want to throw out there that uh, we are having some technical difficulties as we are recording state to state, and Skype is finicky, uh, but hopefully it all comes out okay. But yeah, let's, sorry. <laughs> let's get right into it. What did you think of the final episode of Aiken Carter? I liked it, but I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what was your main reason, like, without getting into super detail? Like... It was too slow. Yeah. I don't know. I was expecting something faster. I mean, like, there are a lot of little things I liked, and mm-hmm. you mentioned most of them, though yeah. there's, like one kind of thing that i don't agree well yeah i don't agree with but other than that everything else you've listed here and that one that you've made i agree with and we'll get to all of them but yeah i so you said you were gonna give it a b plus right yeah which is weird because i always grade more higher than you do (laughs) yeah i was thinking a minus i i mean maybe you're right maybe it should it should be a b plus i mean as i was writing things down I, i felt like i had a lot more positives than negatives but I did leave feeling a little bit unsatisfied, but I, I honestly, I mean, I think part of it for me is that I also felt a little bit unsatisfied last week, which I know a lot of people didn't. Yeah, see, last week I really liked, and this week I felt like it wasn't as exciting. Yeah. And there was all this buildup last week, so I was expecting something bigger. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, like get, let's get the it. cons out of the way then. I mean, my, my biggest con, honestly, is that the, the Dottie fight... Just really didn't. That pick. was one of them. We yeah. were like getting her. Like we we saw her for what three four episodes of yeah. her kicking ass, and all of a sudden like it takes like three minutes. Yeah, it was. They built up so much to that Dottie fight, and I was really honestly really excited to see it. And when we were, what we saw of it was kind of fun. It was just so so short. It was not the epic final battle that I wanted. It was not even necessarily the best fight on this show. I mean, I think some of the, I think that first fight that she had in the first episode was maybe better than this one. Um, mm. And it, it also it ended very similarly, where she kicked the person out the window. That she did that in the first episode too. So I uh, was not very happy with that. I don't think this episode delivered as far as action goes. I was pretty sad about that. I also don't think there was any payoff as far as the gas goes. I mean, we didn't even. I thought that it. I didn't necessarily think it was gonna be a whole big Times Square, everybody going crazy sequence, because obviously this isn't a movie. But I thought that it would at least lead to like a big actual brawl between maybe her and Thompson or her and Souza or something. Um, and like more than what happened at the theater. Yeah, which was like yeah. half a second. So that was. Yeah, no, I agree. See, that that's exactly the kind of stuff that I agree with. Yeah. Uh, the other negative for me, and I don't know if you'll agree with this, is, is that I've never really liked Zola in general as a character, so him showing up as the big cliffhangery thing was just not very exciting for me. How do you yeah, feel about him? Yeah, I'm not particularly interested in that character, yeah. but I do like that they incorporated Hydra. I mean, it wasn't like a surprise that they yeah. would, but it was nice that they did, and I wonder if they're... Hopefully, when there is a season two, maybe it'll be more about Hydra, which mm. I know maybe some people are kind of sick of that. Yeah. But I'm not sick of Hydra in present day, because in present day, they're not like 
uh, not all of them are like super intense Nazi crazy Nazi, uh, mm-hmm. but I am not really excited to see more super stereotypical cartoon Nazis in the forties. Well, no, I don't think that they were show cartoon because this is the time where wasn't wasn't it said that the, during the creation of Shield, Hydra yeah. was already so like wouldn't it be interesting to see how Hydra like how Shield is created and how yeah. Hydra is kind of already there? Yeah, like I, I don't think there were like Nazi Hydra yeah. people. When I they, guess I guess I'm supposed saying the the character of Zola to me. Oh has, no, I agree. Yeah, the character of Zola. He no, has most most like more than any other character on. Like I honestly, that was my least favorite part of Winter Soldier was when he showed up as a robot, like disembodied robot Nazi, and I just like that was like so silly to me. And I know it's from the comics, but I guess I don't. I, it doesn't work for me. Um, so no, I like that in a movie. Yeah. I like comicy things, yeah. so I don't know. Um, and I I will say the one thing I did like about it, it, yes, the Hydra connection, but I also did like that it it gives an idea of that maybe that they used Fenhov's powers to start doing a lot of the brainwashing, like maybe what they did with Winter Soldier, what they do in Agents of Shield, where they're when they made Agent Thirteen and or Thirty, I can't remember whatever their name is, Agent Thirty One. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know the agent yeah, no, made robot too. thing um yeah so i thought that was kind of cool let's well, talk about some of the other good things so i think peggy had a lot of really nice moments in this episode and it showed sort of her evolution as a character and where she's gone in these eight episodes i think the best part for her is when she goes i know my value anyone else's opinion doesn't really matter uh, i mean the fact that she's able to sort of you know, leave behind what the SSR stood for her at the beginning of the show and realize who she is, I think is a really big deal for her. And of course, saying goodbye to Captain America at the very end. So let me just say something about when she pours the blood in the ocean, it reminded me of the Titanic when Rose throws (laughs) the diamond and they were both idiots. I'm sorry. I don't think Peggy should have like a lot of good. I know that it's like really risky, Mm. but so much good could have come out of that blood. Like, so many lives not lost, but so many lives gained could have come out. Like, how can you... Like, I just... I mean, I usually don't like stuff like that where people throw away something that is a memory for them, but if they kept it, it would be so beneficial for society. I don't know. I, I honestly did not... I, did, um, I really didn't like that part. Interesting. So, I, I mean, on a, like thematic emotional level i i definitely liked that part i thought it was a nice moment to leave off on on as far as the specifics of getting rid of the blood which could be helpful i mean i see your point and it definitely i definitely get where you're coming from at the same time i wouldn't trust anybody with it i who would you trust with it like you can't trust the government with it you can't trust howard stark with it look what he just did so well how about you do you deal with it but she's not I'm a sorry, scientist. She's not I a have, scientist, though. If I have though. a cure to cancer, and like, okay, maybe I have to cure the can, like a, a possible cure to cancer. Mm-hmm. But I feel like someone could take it and weaponize it and make it into a zombie, whatever yeah. zombie disease. I would be like, well, I'm not gonna let it on my site, and I'll figure out, you know, I'll be part of every step and make sure nothing goes wrong. I'm sorry, but if there's like the cure to all the diseases in the world on the ha- on, you know, as a possibility, why would you not even try? I'm sorry. I just feel like that's so uh, selfish. Wh- so what? Where are we coming from? The idea of it curing diseases. It's not like do we know well, they even said, that? No. We... Well, they said they said that the blood could cure. I mean. Yeah. All it did was make him strong. Do we even know if he can't no, get but he sick? Can, he can heal faster. And if something yeah. can make your if something can change your DNA and make you stronger, then yeah. who knows what it can cure? 
pretty much anything that's genetic, if it can take your DNA and alter it, imagine how you can fix all the genetic See, disorders in the world. Okay, you could, I, you I totally fix- get your opinion. I don't share that opinion, but I will say that I think it could have been an interesting thing for season two to have her be going around the world looking for someone she can trust that can take it and seeing if they can make... Like it can well, be so you don't agree? So you think it's better to throw it away than... I, I personally do. And I think that's totally a personal thing. I mean, I totally see why you'd think differently. I just don't think that we have enough of a... I don't, I don't think it's worth the risk. I don't think that... I think it's much more likely that it'll be used well, for... Like, I mean, I know it's a comic risk, book like, movie, but like... Yeah. Right now in this, like, maybe my science isn't that good. Yeah. But we don't have anything that can alter DNA. So the fact that something like that was created, yeah. pretty much is like a 95% certainty that it's going to be helping with some sort of genetic disorders. Mm. So I don't know. When you say it's not enough of a guarantee, speaking scientifically, if something can do that, it's it's a pretty good guarantee yeah. that it, it would be curing, I'm not saying maybe cancer, but something genetic that, you know, you can... I don't know. I guess I guess I'm oh, thinking also within the world, within this world where people tried to replicate his formula and made the Hulk, and people tried to replicate the formula and made all well, sorts yeah, of all. Of course, like... that it would things would go. There was yeah. a chance things would go bad, but I, I mean, okay. Personally, I'm not familiar exactly what they were trying to do. Where they were trying to replicate. What, what was the purpose of them replicating? Were they trying to make another super soldier? All all the. All the governments were. I think, I do think that Howard, I think actually it was an interesting point for Howard's character that he, when he talks about how Cap was the one good thing that he did with his life, the one you know, positive thing that he contributed to the world, I think that's why he steals the blood, because he wants to do it again. Well, no, I mean, I, I'm yes. going to continue talking about this because yeah. it's such a little part of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, let's just move on. Yeah. It's fine. All right, well, so then the next thing that I wanted to talk about is how I thought it was really interesting that they chose to have, basically, the a lot of the men didn't learn their lesson. You know, Thompson took credit for everything and, you know, doesn't actually have a nice sweet moment with her at the end. Howard steals the blood a second time, which is, like, the big point of conflict between them throughout the whole series. And Sousa basically does the same thing he did in her very first scene with him, which is, you know, try to stick up for her when she doesn't need him to stick up for her. Um, yeah, so nothing changed, which I loved it. Yeah, which I, I thought feel like was a really lot of times in TV shows they make everything so like rainbow sunshines, like we we solved all the problems. Yeah, yeah, and totally. I'm glad they did it. Yeah, the only person who changed was Peggy, and I mean, and Jarvis has always been good, and so he would continue to be good. But um, yeah, I, I think that that was really interesting. I I will say, did you feel like? As much as I think it's great on, like, a dramatic level, I was surprised that Thompson would do that. I feel like he had been changing a lot, and so I was a little surprised, but... You know, there's... Okay, I'm not surprised, Mm. but let let me explain why I'm not surprised. Because I feel like even if your thoughts about something change, if you're in a society around people who will be like... You know, like they'll they'll call they'll say what you're thinking is bullshit. You're kind yeah. of afraid to share their thoughts out loud. Yeah. So like, I'm sure like I'm trying to think of an example, but like I'm sure you know somewhere, not to generalize, but mm-hmm. somewhere in the South where like everyone hates like gay people or whatever. I don't know mm-hmm. some random city in Alabama, and like if there's one person who is not homophobic 
if they don't like say something out loud, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're still homophobic. If there's, I mean, yeah, being a bystander isn't yeah. good either, but you can't really blame mm. them if they're in a society where they're going to like get criticized or maybe lose their job or be yeah. made fun of or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm assuming in his thoughts, he, he, he thought about those things. Um, something we'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> like for example if he was just like hey, I'll take all the credit out of yeah. like no reason then of course I'm surprised yeah. but like I w- as if he had those thoughts but he just didn't say them out loud mm. because you know he didn't want to be like oh yeah a woman did everything and now yeah. I'm going to look bad for this and all yeah. like I don't know no, that's, um, that's so- a really good point sort of going off of that um, what did you think about the whole thing where, when Sousa asks her out and she says no but she also has a little bit of that smile there because i i was thinking about how it's interesting when you know he he has his own sort of brand of uh, whether you think it's minor or not Souza does have his own sort of sexism when it comes to her and so i didn't know how i felt about her smile but if everybody's sexist i don't it's kind of hard to to blame well, the thing is, way. they live in a society where everybody is sexist. Yeah. It's just some people are more sexist than others. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it's kind of like being racist when you call someone the N-word mm-hmm. and being racist by not recognizing the difficulties that, you know, the black community faces on a day-to-day basis. Like, yeah. they're both being racist, but one's obviously, like, so much more obviously racist. And you have yeah. to be, you know, you have to be really smart to recognize the not-so-obvious racism. Yeah. So I feel like... You know, Sousa is sexist, yeah, but, like, not as sexist as Thompson is, for example, or yeah. not as sexist as, like, the majority of society, I can say. Yeah. As for that whole scene, I do still ship them, mm-hmm. but I didn't like Carter's response yeah. because it felt like she was trying to play hard to get and ah. doesn't seem like her personality to do that. To me, it didn't really come off like hard to get. To me, it was more that she wasn't ready, and that you know, if there's a season two, maybe she will be ready. But I think that I think she ready... needed to do that thing with with the blood. I think she needed to let go of Cap. She needed to move past everything. And I think the thing that for me, for, in order for me to ship them, I think Souza needs to sort of recognize what he what 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 he's struggling with as far as his sexism and start to try to work against it because actually it's interesting at this point he's kind of similar to how gordon is on gotham where they're both sort of like the heroic sexist yeah but gordon is from like recent like somewhat recent days so you can blame gordon yeah but he's Uh, also trying to change which so that to me that makes it a little bit better yeah Um, but like See, the thing is, if Gordon never changes, then I'll hate him. Yeah, But if Susan never changes, I won't. Yeah, okay. I get um, that, yeah. A. And also, another thing, I, I do agree that she wasn't ready. Mm. But I feel like by not saying that... Yeah. Because, okay, so, like, she was definitely interested because she smiled, right? Yeah. So, if you're not ready, you say, you know, I'm not ready. Mm. But maybe later or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Ready. But by saying you're not, you don't want, you can't, and then smiling later seems kind of like playing a game. Mm. I get that. I get where you where you're interpreting it that way. Because yeah. I, I mean, I agree with everything you said. She wasn't ready, and that's why she said no. Yeah. But then if you're smiling after, that means that you want to. It's just you don't want to right now. Yeah. So rather than like hurting his feelings and just saying flat out no. Yeah. Why not just explain to him that you're not ready? Yeah. 
I, mean, I, 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 I agree with you. I didn't have enough time. I mean, I was honestly pretty surprised by that smile. I thought she was just saying no because she just didn't feel the same way. And then that smile well, that's came. What I was, was hoping. It was very yeah. contradictory. Yeah. If she had said no and like, you know, and that was it, yeah. then I would say, you know, she's not ready. And that's it. Definitely. Like, that, that's yeah. all it is. But then when she smiled, I was like, so she's not ready. But she also was kind of likes him or recognizes that he likes her yeah. or something. And so she's, what does that smile mean? Yeah. Is she like, uh, I don't know. I feel like it made her more into a stereotypical woman, and I didn't like that. Okay, interesting. I, see, I didn't read it that way, but that's totally valid. I did, Yeah, interesting. I have to watch that scene again. Um, okay. Um, let's yeah. So let's talk about some of the interesting sort of um, foreshadowings and mirrorings that we got to Marvel properties in this episode. We got the I, I think Howard's whole like arc here really was foreshadowing stuff with Tony and Age of Ultron, sort of creating things that go beyond you and regretting what you've done and sort of realizing that you've brought a lot of harm to people. Um, yeah, I mean that was that was an Iron Man, the first Iron Man too. Yeah, that's true. So right. it's pretty much all. It's uh, I think it's less of just Age of Ultron and yeah. more just Tony. It's the Stark so, curse. It's the Stark curse, <laughs> which makes me wonder. It's like if Howard, like what we've seen Howard so far, is that yeah. you know he still makes the same mistakes, but he's recognizing his mistakes. Yeah. So why was that? Why wasn't that passed on to his son when mm. he had a son? Why why did Tony make the same mistakes his father did? Wouldn't Howard have said unless Howard died? Like yeah. It's hard. We don't really know how young Tony was when he died, and I feel like also his death probably also is what propelled Tony to sort of like devolve into drinking and and partying and all that stuff too. Um, yeah, actually, I would be interesting to yeah. know when it was that he died. Yeah, I'd like to see that. I'll mention that later when you talk about what we want to see in season two. Yeah, totally. Uh, so another interesting thing that I really liked sym- symmetry-wise is sort of ending out this season with Peggy on the radio talking to, to- uh, to- uh, Howard, not Tony, Howard up in the cockpit, you know, very clearly mirroring the end of Cap. I thought it was a nice sort of way to I agree. mirror those two things. Also, just the fact that, you know, t- that it showed how much um, Cap meant to Howard, too. Um, the one thing I will say, and this isn't the show's fault, is that... um. At this point, I'm like, I'm so you've gotten so much more from this show than you got from the first Captain America movie. Mm, it's like yeah. they keep referencing like, like the way Peggy's acting, it's as though they were like in love and like about to be married, and they didn't even go on a date. <laughs> it's like I don't, I don't know, I don't really agree with you. You don't think so? No. What what part of it do you think? I think. I I that point at the I mean I'm not saying it's like crazy that the way she acted at the bridge, uh, but the way she acted at the bridge did seem to me like someone who lost like their fiance or something. Um, oh, I don't know. For me, it was just about someone who lost someone important to them. Yeah, I mean that's that's totally valid too. Yeah. Um, just makes me wish we could have gotten like a whole season of Captain America in in World War Two with Peggy and the Howling Commandos and everybody. That would have um, been awesome, but I don't think yeah. Chris Evans would have done that. Yes, exactly. All right, what were you, uh, you going to move on to? I was going to talk about Angie and how you put her as a positive and I put her as a negative. Oh, really? What? So what's your what's your? Deal? I was really hoping. Like mm-hmm. praying that when Angie's like, I gotta go call my mom, mm-hmm. that she goes and she like calls, like oh. she's an agent. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about bad or good. It doesn't yeah. really matter. 
Mm-hmm. But I was hoping that she was going to call somebody else. Yeah. To be like, okay, like we're we're moved in together, like I'm closer now or something, yeah. you know? So it would be like a good setup for season two. Mm-hmm. I was secretly hoping for that, but it just ended up just being like a regular thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I understand that point of view. I do really like her just having a good, solid friendship that isn't someone else betraying her. I mean, I guess she has Jarvis, but it's nice for her to have an actual good female friend who stands by her. And, I don't know, Angie's just very likable. I I would have liked Angie to have been a good agent. Maybe, maybe like, you know, she's like the beginning of S.H.I.E.L.D. or something. Mm. Like, maybe, like, the name S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't exist, but, like, she's working on some sort of a team, and then they get together with, like, with Peggy later on, they create S.H.I.E.L.D. I I don't know, like, I I, I will admit that, I mean... If Angie really is just at what she seems, which is, at this point, I feel like it's she is just what she seems, then I don't really know what you'd do with her in a potential season two. Like, she's there to hang out and whatever, but what is her actual ongoing role? Even though I, I like her I was just hoping lot, there would be two female, positive, good, like, yeah. like, good agents who, yeah. like, they could be friends, but they could also kick ass together. Yeah. No, I totally, totally get that. I would definitely have liked that a lot. I did really like the ending with Jarvis and Peggy and him giving her the blood and just, I, their friendship is just one of the best parts of the show, so I, I enjoyed that. And they had a little funny moment about spices, like, I thought it was nice. And then sort of just, uh, I guess, ending out with just talking about Fenoff, who is Dr. Faustus from Marvel Comics. And I uh, guess, you know, I think that the motivation they gave him with everything that Howard did and, you know, how it all led to all those people dying, including his brother, made him a much more interesting villain than I had originally thought he'd be. And I think he's, you know, pretty, pretty enjoyable to watch. And so I like him a lot. I agree. I completely agree, and I do you think we'll see him again in season two? It seems like it. Given that, given that Zola ending, I'd be surprised if we didn't see him again. Uh, so, I mean, that's a good way to... Unless you have anything else you want to say about this no, episode. No, yeah, that's a good segue to yeah. what's, what we're expecting from season two. Okay, so first of all, I hope there is a season two. <laughs> I feel like there is going to be, first of all. Yeah. When, like, during all of their Facebook stuff, they yeah. always said season finale. They never said okay. series. yeah. And it wasn't just like one time; it was several times. Yeah. I, and I think they did it. They did that on purpose. Yeah. There's just no way that you wouldn't have a season two for this. Yeah. Do you want eight episodes again, or thirteen, or a full season, or what? I don't want a full season. Mm-hmm. Not because I don't like it, but because I feel like you can fit, like whatever you fit into, like an eight or thirteen episode season. Like it has to be important. Yeah. So there's less filler. Yeah. Now my question to you is. A part of me wants, like, do you want it to be right after the events of season one, or do you want some time to have passed? I want, so, I want time to have passed. And how much time? I'd say a year, maybe two. A year? Uh, I mean, maybe even five. <laughs> I, mean, like, I was actually <laughs> thinking more of five. Yeah. I don't I mean, know, there's some, yeah. Yeah, I can see that working. I can see, I mean, I, I don't need her to go back to the SSR. I don't even necessarily need all of these people back next year. All I really need is Jarvis. I would like to see a few of the other people, but Jarvis is the only one I really need. Are we going to see Jarvis if Howard Stark isn't, like, the main thing of the season? I think that they have made a solid enough foundation connection. I think, I think well, the other thing is, if you've seen the, in the one shot, Howard, like, continues to be her benefactor and stuff. Like, he he helps her create S.H.I.E.L.D. So if we skip five years in the future and the f- first episode of season one is let's create S.H.I.E.L.D., that works. That makes total sense to me. Yeah. Um, so do you think season two is going to focus on creating S.H.I.E.L.D.? I, that's what I would like it to be. 
I think we it would be nice to see more of the Howling Commandos. I, the thing is, the funny thing for me is, I aesthetically the period setting I think is really fun to to watch and everything. But I guess I really wish there could be a way for her to time travel <laughs> because I love her, but I I don't love how detached everything is from you know the modern movies and everything. I'm just hoping that there's, like, three or four seasons of the show, and the yeah. last episode, or, like, the last two episodes, she's an old lady, mm-hmm. and she finds out Captain America's alive. Yeah. Like, I really want to <laughs> see, that, like, an episode about that. that I really, like, if there's yeah. anything, it'd be that. I bet that will happen, yeah. And so, okay, so... I don't know if they'll, I don't know if they'll do that, but... I wouldn't be surprised. I, I don't... I, th- I think we'll probably see more Hydra, I'm pretty sure, if we get a season two. I bet we'll get the beginnings of some actual relationship, whether it's with Sousa or somebody else, now that she's sort of let go of Cap to a degree, I don't think it'll be a focus, but I think it will happen. It might even be interesting, like, what if, if it skipped five years in the future, she could be engaged. Like, we don't even, she could even be married, who knows. Married to who? They wouldn't do it, they wouldn't do it to Sousa. Yeah, that's true. She she could be engaged to someone, and, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean it's gonna have to immediately work out. Maybe she's, maybe it's a fake out, and that's not actually the person she marries. I'm just throwing, I'm just spitballing things. Yeah, I know, just different ideas. But I don't know, I kind of, I don't want it to be right after. Yeah, I can totally, yeah, I agree with you. And I don't need her to be back at the SSR. I don't know that I need Thompson. I kind of feel like he might be, I feel like his story is sort of complete. Uh, I like that actor, and I feel like he's kind of a big-ish name, so maybe they'll bring him back, but... Yeah, he's big for Chad Michael Murray's big for TV, yeah. so that I can see them bringing him back, bringing him back, and honestly, I can even see him helping with the creation of Shield. Yeah, that's. I can see him and Sousa both, because yeah. I feel like how do you like they're both pretty big names when it comes to TV shows. Yeah. So I don't know. I can't imagine them just being in season one, yeah. but I know that some shows, like for example. True Detective did yeah, that. True they detective. had big names, but then yeah. they didn't come back. So they could do that. They could just yeah. not bring either of them back. Yeah. Uh, uh, or they could just be a much smaller role, like they pop in and out or whatever. I am interested to see... I don't really feel like I need Dottie to come back, but I would like... I'd like a strong female companion next season, and I'd also personally like a strong female villain, not just a physically strong one, but a complex character villain. That's that's my personal preference because as as much as we've gotten, Dottie was great on a physical level. She was never that interesting of a villain to me. I agree. So I would like I'd like a you know an interesting complex female villain, and especially if we had if she had an ally who was female, then we have multiple strong positive females. I think it's fine to have a good female villain. So I don't know anything else you want to see from season two. Not much. I, I do want to point out, though, so they released a poster for Age of Ultron today that confirms that Haley Atwell is in the movie. So. Well, I actually know why she okay. is. Do you want to talk about it? Um, I mean, not like really a lot, but I read yeah. an article saying that they're doing flashbacks. Mm-hmm. So for all, I don't know about all, but for Captain America and Scarlett Johansson, mm-hmm. I should say, sorry, Black Widow and... Tony Stark, I know the three of them definitely have flashbacks. So, for example, I know that when they do a flashback to, which is going to be interesting, when they do a flashback to Black Widow, it's going to be, I'm pretty sure, how she became who she is. See, actually, the more you're saying this, the more I'm thinking, I think when they say flashbacks, because I know that Scarlet Witch, like, messes with people's minds when they first meet her. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of picturing her, like, using her things on them, and, like, Black Widow gets tortured by images of what she did when she was younger, and maybe Cap sees Haley getting older or something and, like, crumpling before him or something. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah, can, okay, can't I can stuff like that? Yeah. No, obviously, I don't think they're just doing flashbacks yeah. just for the fun of it. Because um, so I do that, know, that I do know, I think this was in the trailer, that the whole image of, like, Cap's shields broken in half and like thor dead with his hammer that is that is tony's vision that scarlet Witch shows him so there's uh, it's definitely like apocalyptic sort of messed up imagery that they're seeing which i think could be really cool yeah no that yeah. that makes sense yeah I, i'm really excited to see i don't know if we'll see another big trailer for that or not but i want to see more scarlet Witch and i want to see more vision because i think I mean, we've seen all these other characters so much. I'm excited to see a little bit more of these new people. I think they're purposefully not showing the vision, though. Yeah. Which I I don't mind. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. I'm totally on board for seeing him for the first time in the theater. I think that could be really fun. But but knowing everything, it's probably not going to happen that way. Yeah. There'll probably be some sort of a picture or something, a video clip or something. There's already a lot of concept art that, like, gives you a good idea of what he looks like. It's just not the same as seeing an actual actor. Yeah. All right. Do you have anything else you want to say or do you want to end out? Let's end out. All right. So if you enjoyed this podcast and we've enjoyed doing them, um, you can check out Small Screen Justice, which is our basically this isn't a spinoff of that podcast. On Small Screen Justice, we talk about Arrow, Flash, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Gotham. Um, especially next week we get right back to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and so we'll be talking about that there so if you want to check out and we'll be doing the Netflix shows as well so if you're excited for Daredevil coming out April 10th then you'll you'll be hearing about that when that comes out as well so stay tuned for that as well and you can check out uh, that the blog for Small Screen Justice at smallscreenjustice.wordpress.com also please check us out on Twitter at SuperheroTVPod I update that daily with SuperheroTV news and movie news what else can they do nari well um sadly i mean you can still email us by your agent carter questions and comments but there will there won't be an agent carter podcast for a really really long time possibly ever again but if you still want to email us with your questions comments criticisms if you think we're being stupid or <laughs> what you, you know. want to see in season two too yeah you, if you want you'd be like hey you know actually i do want to see it right after yeah. you know what happens you know give us your ideas maybe there's something we haven't thought of maybe or like if do we maybe we missed an easter egg from this episode and there's something else that you know the foreshadows something mm-hmm. dan and i aren't that smart so <laughs> it's quite possible so email us at smallscreenjustice at gmail.com Yes. Thank you for listening. Please check us out on iTunes and, and have a marvelous day.